promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. God will raise up for you a prophet, like me, from among you, from your brethren. Him you shall heed. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They have rightly said all that they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not give heed to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our Old Testament reading for this Sunday. It's out of Deuteronomy chapter 18. It's one of the more important uh, messianic texts that we get out of the five books of Moses. There's, there's a bunch of them, and we could talk about a whole lot of them, but here... The story that, that we're finding ourselves in that God is alluding to and, and Moses is talking about here in just these, these brief few verses, uh, the, the people of Israel were at uh, Mount Sinai or Mount Horb, depending on, on, on uh, which book you read, uh, and God descends on that mountain, shows up to speak to them. Fire comes forth. They're told they can't even draw near to the mountain. They can't touch it because if they do, they will die. And they get so terrified of the presence of God that looks so uh, beyond all reason, uh, anything good at all. It, it looks terrifying. It looks horrible. It looks dangerous. It looks angry. It looks all these other things. They say, we don't want to listen to God anymore. God scares us. Now, Moses, you talk to us. Moses, you speak to us, and we'll be okay with that. But we're not okay with God speaking to us. And so God said, okay, okay, I'm going I'm to make you a people that need a preacher. I'm going to make you a people that need to have some human voice come to you and speak. Come to you and speak into your ears the things that you need to hear. And that's that craziness of, of preaching. It's how, it's how Paul talks about it, right? I believe it's in 1 Corinthians where he says that God used the foolishness of a preacher, the foolishness of preaching, to bring people to faith, to bring people to trust. He doesn't use magic. He doesn't use a whole bunch of, you know, supernatural things. He doesn't show up like, like the, the, the spirits in, in, in Christmas Carol. He, he doesn't do those things. He shows up as a preacher. And so Moses was one of these preachers. He was this one who was there to speak to the people, to proclaim to them what God has to say. And so here, it's coming towards the end of Moses' life. Moses is wrapping up 
stuff. Deuteronomy is kind of his last will and testament. He's recounting to them all the things that have happened, all uh, uh, that, that has gone on in the life of Israel. And here he says, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brethren. Him you shall heed just as you desire to the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire anymore lest I die. He's trying to get things in order. He's saying that, that God's going to raise up a prophet like me who's spoken to you, who's told you of the requirements of God, who's, who's told you of both God's mercy and loving kindness but God's also expectation of righteousness. And if we continue to read on in, in our history of Israel here in the Old Testament, we discover that God does raise up prophets quite regularly. And things don't go well for them. They don't. And for a lot of preachers, it doesn't go well. Uh, for, for those of us who have been called to be preachers, uh, oftentimes we feel that it's not going well. Why? Because people don't want to be told what they must do. People don't want to be told what they can't do, what they are unable to do on their own. People don't want to be told that salvation is in no other name but Jesus Christ. And so they're going to find any preacher they can who will scratch their itching ears, as the scriptures tell us. 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and elsewhere. And so then Moses has to reiterate, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. This is God speaking. And whoever will not give heed to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. And here, without pulling any punches, this is a story about Jesus. It's talking about this Christ who is going to stand up. And the difference between him and Moses is that he's not a new lawgiver. He's not going to show up and bring a new law to you so that, oh, if you just follow this list of things, things are just going to go great. Yes. No, that's not what's happening. Instead, God says he needs, you need to listen. The, the, the word for listen is the same word as obey, but I like the word listen better. You need to hear and listen of what Christ speaks. And what does Christ speak? He says, repent and believe, or repent and trust, turn and trust, if you want two T's for a little alliteration. Turn and trust, turn to God and trust him. When the lights go out, trust him. When your Christmas is not going that great, trust him. When you're gonna lose your job, or we're in the midst of a pandemic, or uh, you, you don't know what's going to be next, you get sick, uh, your, your child makes some mistakes and ends up in jail. Trust him. Listen and trust. Cling to his words. Because not only does he say turn and trust, there is one of his first sermons. He also says, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly, telling you that right now, whatever it is you think you, is life is not. But he comes to speak to you of this life that is in him, that this peace that is in him. That's what the angels declare in Luke 2 to the shepherds, right? peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That is what they come to speak. 
That is what has come in Christ, peace, peace between you and God so that you don't have to spend your time trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to make God happy? What do I need to do to follow God? What do I need to do to be a good Christian? What do I need to do? What do, 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 do. When it's all done, all of it is done. Luther had this, this great line in his Heidelberg Disputation where he says, uh, the law, the demands, the commands, speaks to us and says, do this, and it's never done. But grace, or mercy, or Christ, says, believe this, and it's done already. That is the word that comes from Christ. That is the word that comes from this prophet that is going to be raised up. We heed his words. We trust them. We cling to them. Because otherwise, God warns here, it will be required of you. If you're willing to cast aside that which Christ has already done for you, it's already done, it's already completed, his winning of, of life and salvation for you, his forgiveness of sins that he grants to you. If you decide that you're going to try and take care of it on your own, you're always going to fail. And then you're going to show up to God and say, well, God, I didn't need you. I didn't need this Jesus. I've done my best here. Come on now. Give me a little something for the effort. God will say, why? When it's already done. And that is what we cling to, the cross of Christ. That's what we cling to in the manger. God coming to us to do what it is that he is going to do for us always. Let us pray. Stir up, O Lord, we beseech thee, thy power, and come, and with great might relieve us, that by the help of thy grace whatsoever is hindered by our sins, may be speedily accomplished through thy mercy and satisfaction, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, happy Advent. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. <laughs>